Grow Your Life, a podcast with stories and systems to live better and work smarter. All right. Uh, hey, it's Jason Montoya. I'm here with Jason Long, good friend. Um, someone we met uh, a few years, uh, I guess it was, it's been probably seven, eight, nine, nine, I don't even know what it was, but it maybe a decade ago. <laughs> originally I think it was through the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. Um, we saw each other at different events and whatnot. Um, eventually ended up shutting down my marketing company, shared my story and, and you read it and there were some parts of it that you resonated with. So you reached out to me and, and that's kind of when our friendship really started. So tell me about you and uh, what you're doing and, and what you're, what you're up to with your business. So let's see, gosh, a lot of stuff right now. Um, we are just about to launch our latest software as a service, MedRev, uh, which is a reputation management system for healthcare. Okay. Um, I'm really, really excited about that. It's actually starting as reputation management for healthcare, but it's really a patient experience improvement company. So okay. something to help. Uh, I'm sure you know you and I and so many okay. other people have had all sorts of issues with, uh, with healthcare. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes, you know, a lot of times there's just people not, doctors not understanding what you're going through. Yeah. And that's what we're helping people with there. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's kind of our latest uh, thing that we're in the process of doing. We've got JH Media Group, which is how you and I met. Uh, and we did that. We've been doing that since 2002. Um, so far. <laughs> yeah, a long time, man. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Brainleaf, which is another software as a service company uh, that's actually in the middle of a bunch of upgrades as well. Yeah. So, and that's a system that helps designers and developers figure out how much to charge uh, and what goes into the projects and get the projects planned out. Yeah. So, yeah, lots, okay. of, lots of stuff. And, and, and the common thread between a lot of these is really the development, correct? Uh, development and... Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, we are, we are more than anything uh, a tech-heavy company. We, we operate to some extent as a marketing company, but we're really a development company with yeah. a marketing arm because we have these SaaS systems, so we have marketers marketing our SaaS systems, but it takes the tech-heavy side to build those, those kinds of systems. Yeah, and what type of role do you play in, in your different companies? Um, I'm the CEO of the company of the, of the umbrella company that runs all the other companies. Yeah. Um, and that means all sorts of things. Um, I do a lot of the sales at JH media group. Um, I am a product, uh, manager at Brainleaf. I'm the product manager at Brainleaf. Yeah. I'm a primary stakeholder at MedRev. Um, and generally, I just help people get their jobs done. I, I help train people. I help work with people. I help align goals. I help maintain culture. Um, I start new programs, uh, yeah. sometimes to the annoyance of other people, yeah. uh, sometimes not. Uh, and I push the, I push the company forward. The, I think at the end of the day, um, I think really at the end of the day, a CEO really pushes his company forward and grows his people. And that's, that it can be summed up with that as to what I really do. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a great segue. So essentially for me, um, with my blogging and my freelancing work, I'm focused on growing 
um, you know, myself, but also other people, um, and then also growing small businesses. And so I want to explore, you know, this idea of growth in these three different areas. So I want to just start by exploring this idea of personal growth and business success, and how does one understand what these two variables are, and how do they inter interact? Can can we separate them, or, or are they interrelated? <laughs> you know, I, I think that, um, I, I don't know, man. That that's, <laughs> I think that when you're an entrepreneur, and you know, it's your everyday kind of thing, when you're thinking about this all the time, it's hard, it's hard for me to separate business and personal growth. Yeah. I, I think that you, you know, you can definitely take aspects like your relationship and yeah. say, you know, like, Oh, but you know, my relationship is, is separate. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's not because my girlfriend and I work together, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but, but it is a different thing. It's not the business. By yeah. any. Uh, so I think that growth, I, it's my opinion that, having a partner in life is one of the most important things that you can do uh, yeah, yeah. to increase your happiness. At least it is for me. It's not for everybody, but it is for me. Yeah, so yeah. I think that you're, you know, growing your relationship and, you know, making sure that you're always working on that day in and day out is a really, really important thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's one place where it certainly comes, uh, you know, separates, but yeah, then, yeah. There's also for, for, for an entrepreneur, you know, the business enables me to do a lot of things in my personal life. Yeah, so yeah. I really enjoy traveling and my girlfriend really enjoys traveling. And so we travel together. Where? Like what kind of traveling? Oh, international traveling. So we're, we're going to Bali this month in, uh, in about two weeks. Yeah. Gone for a month. Um, come. This isn't your first rodeo. You've been around the world 1,200 times or so. Well, you know, a couple times here and there. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, I actually, that, so that's how it's kind of together because when I'm away, yeah. I can think about work. Okay. If yeah. I'm not in front of my computer every day, I, can, I come up with the best ideas when I'm somewhere else. When I'm yeah. in a different situation, when my team doesn't have such easy access to me, and I can really think about what's going on. So, yeah. uh, and that applies to personal as well, because while I'm, um, while I'm traveling, a lot of times I'm like, oh, you know, what I really need to do in my personal life is this thing, yeah. and that'll enable this other thing. Yeah. yeah. So how, the question is, how, to, how do we intersect these two so that they're in alignment and they're actually empowering the other versus fighting against each other? Is that kind of what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, it, it's, it's a hard line to walk. Is kind of yeah. I think that sometimes, like, if, if the line is here, sometimes I'm far to the left and sometimes far to the right. Yeah. Um, but I think that part of that is also having uh, relationships in your life that accept that. Yeah. Um, and I think that you also draw in the kinds of people that, you know, the kinds of people that you're friends with yeah, are the yeah. kinds of people that understand your challenges in many cases. So for me, like I have these times where I can spend lots of times with my friend, uh, friends, lots of time with my friends. And then I have other periods, months and months at a time where I don't get to see anybody. Yeah. So, you know, that personal side is very intertwined on that as well. Yeah. Um, so what about like, we get a little practical, like your strengths and your weaknesses, you know, those come with, they come with us, whether we're working or at home, you know, so how does that, are you able to mitigate your weaknesses better at home or at work <laughs> or, or neither or both? 
That's a great question. That's a really great question. So that was that question wasn't in the list of questions you gave me ahead of time. <laughs> Throwing in the curveball. That one. We can come uh, back to it. <laughs> so, um, uh, let me ask the question one more time. Let me make sure I got so it. So, how how do you um, uh, leverage your strengths, and how do you manage your weaknesses, both personally and in the business? And is there one area that you do it better than the other? Yes, for sure. So in the business, leveraging my strengths, um, I guess mitigating my weaknesses is a better way to put it, in yeah. that I'd like to hire people that are good at things that I'm not good at, mm-hmm. which, is, which, is, which can be kind of hard to do sometimes because the, a really great example is I'm fine living in chaos. Not, okay. like, not like my bedroom being a mess, but like, you know, like if a hundred things Crazy. Yeah, lots, exactly. Lots of things going on. I can switch gears very fast. I'm not saying that I, I, I like to focus on one thing at a time, but if in business, three different businesses are running and tons yeah. of things are going I, and there's a problem, I can sh- switch over and take care of that problem and then move back to where, I'm, where I was before. No problem. But we ha- like to hire project managers that are very, very organized. Gotcha. And the reason they're very organized is because at, at multiple levels, emotionally, emotionally, in a lot of cases, they can't deal with things not being in order. Yes. Yeah. And so my tendency to not worry about the order collides with their, or, or, or butts heads with their tendency to always want things in order. Yeah. So um, that's something that... Um, well, and you know, I... Yeah, I mean, I've had the similar experiences, and one of the challenges we had in in our in my former marketing company is, um, we we would find some of those kind of people, but the chaos was so intense that that they would run away. <laughs> so <laughs> that do you find people that are they're good with the chaos and making bringing it to order, or do you still have that struggle where you do have to sort of protect those people that like things organized from the chaos that's going to ensue? <laughs> I absolutely protect those, or I do my best to yeah. protect those people. Um, and what I found on a on applicate the application of that is that um, for those kinds of people, I give them one or two or three projects, and I'm just saying like though these are your projects. Yeah, and you manage them. And I know that they're usually big projects that they're going to keep on running with for a long time. They're an ongoing kind of like managed services client. And they're just going to, they can just manage that and not call me. Yeah. Because, you know, because like what's going to happen is they're going to be like, well, you know, I need X, Y, Z thing. And I'm like, well, let's just change all that stuff around. And they're going to be like, what are you doing to my project? <laughs> so, um, you know, different clients and different people work better with different kinds of, um, of kind of projects and hiring those the right kind of people to manage those kinds of projects can be really critical to keeping your customers happy and keeping your yeah. people happy and all sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Then, well, well, I guess at the end of the day, um, a lot of it's going to come down to your leadership. So, you know, as a you know, uh, how old are you now? Thirty-nine years old. 30? Man. Thirty. So, um, you're not the same person you were when you were 20, when you were 25, 30, even even 38, right? So Maybe. how have you kept yourself sharp? What have you done to grow as a leader, just both personally and as 
an intentional leader of others, um, both both in terms of uh, circumstances that force you to grow and 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 things that you intentionally do to to help develop yourself. So I think that the number one thing that I've done is be deliberate. Okay. Like think about what I'm doing and take deliberate action. I, yeah. I feel like you grow yourself by by practice. Yeah. You know, you 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 set forth a goal, you set forth uh, an objective, and you say like, I'm going to meet this thing. But you don't you don't just like it's growing yourself is not like growing like getting a project done. Yeah. It, it's an everyday thing. It's about mm -hmm. making the right decisions or making yeah. the best decisions you can, and learning from the the, the wrong decisions you made, and deliberately making the next decision. Mm -hmm. and, and not just letting those decisions happen to you, but yeah. really like pushing forward on what is deliberate practice, analyzing the results of that, and then making more right decisions or best decisions you can at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it really, it's like practice, it's like anything else. Like if you are doing good, if you're practicing the right thing, you will get good at it. Yeah. Uh, just like, just like working out, like, like music, like anything else. It's all about practice and it is absolutely cumulative. Yeah. So, you know, working hard for this month or this quarter, cool. Working hard for your career, for your life. Yeah. That's what's important. So, you know, in terms of the growth itself, you mentioned that it was, you know, that it does stack and, and it does grow. Is it, is it a character and a maturity thing or is it simply a knowledge gap and we're just making ourselves aware of these things and because we have better information, we're making better decisions or, you know, which uh, of those two is, two is it or is it a combination or is it neither? I think it's a combination I, because I think about, uh, it's, I think it's also a personality thing okay. because different people are going to take different approaches and they're going to have certain strengths and certain areas and weaknesses and others. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, uh, lack of strength in organization was something I, I had to work really hard on. Maybe yeah. if somebody hadn't been as disorganized, disorganized as I was when I first started, they would have been able to get further ahead, okay. uh, further ahead faster. They would have made, been able to make better decisions because they were more organized. Yeah. Uh, but at the same but, time, they may not have learned how to handle chaos as effectively. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that most people kind of move at their own, at, 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 I guess if you're working hard, everybody moves pretty much about the same kind of path with that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that it's exact, but I think it ha it's, it, there's a direct correlation between how much you work and how much you can work on it to yeah. how much, how far along you get. Okay. You know, some people are just going to have the tendency to, to go a bit faster, but there's not that big of a difference okay. in my opinion. Well, do you think, um, uh, you know, as we kind of, I, I want to share, have you share, you know, maybe one of the most impactful experiences you had. Do you think when we face a higher degree of diverse or uh, adversity struggle, does that is that the the context for the greatest growth or when it's easy no it's struggle it's definitely <laughs> failure is where you grow yeah for sure 
hundred percent guaranteed. You learn from your, your failures. Yeah. Uh, that, so tell, so yeah. tell me about, you know, when in your life have you really had to face, um, you know, face that struggle in a, in a challenging way and, and how did it change you? Oh my God, man. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I, I'm sure that, you know, you and I have talked about this multiple times, but definitely the, the, the worst, the most impactful thing was I was in a really bad car accident in 2009. Um, and that actually came right on the heels of the recession in 2007, 2008. So let me start. And you were running JH media. Yeah. I was running JH and we had just started map dynamics. Okay. Um, which is still running by the way, but my business partner, Jeremy runs that. Okay. Um, so we just started Map dynamics. JH was running 2007. Things were going pretty well. I mean, we yeah. were, we had started in 2002 and by 2007 we were almost 30 full-time people. Okay. So it was, it was like a fair sized company. Yeah. Uh, those weren't all actually FTEs. Those were, uh, full-time and, um, contractors. But those contractors were, a lot of them were full-time contractors. Um, So, man, yeah, it was like doing really well. And then like we weren't real diversified in our clients and economy crashed. I don't know if diversification would have helped. But we went from 30 people down to eight people. We had to move out of our office in the middle of the night. We couldn't pay rent on our office. That was terrible. And you hadn't been in the accident yet, right? Or, yeah, so this was all leading up to. It's all leading up to it. Okay. Uh, and then, um, so we got everybody moved into um, into another house that I owned. Like, I was yeah. totally running that illegally. <laughs> uh, so, or, or like, you weren't supposed to run an office in a house, and like in a residence. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we were. Um, <laughs> and then I was finally starting to recover like we went from like eight people and like a ton of debt to like yeah. we were up to like 12 people and our debt was coming down and it was getting better it was now, were you were you stressed and anxious i assume yeah 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 oh. <laughs> were you having you know were you just struggling just to move forward or was yeah. it yeah yeah i mean of, it was it was a struggle every day it yeah. was absolutely struggle all the time um it was, um, sorry, Georgia just pushed the door and came on in. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was a struggle every day. It was, yeah. it was so much of a struggle. Uh, but anyway, so that we finally were growing the company again and I was going to a meeting. It was actually going to be a really big client. We were going to close and I was in the backseat of the car and, uh, somebody was texting and driving, not in our uh, car, somebody else's car. And they uh, ran into us. We got to a really bad accident. And I ended up in the hospital for several months uh, with uh, a lot of injuries. I was very, very, very lucky to survive. Like I yeah. was the one in a million that survives an accident like that and is able to walk away and be able to think and live a regular life again. Yeah. Um, what were they about the other people in the vehicle with you? Um, the, uh, the girl driving, she messed up her wrist pretty bad, but she was, uh, she eventually healed from that. And the guy in the, um, front passenger seat, he, everybody was knocked out, uh, was was unconscious, but he was only unconscious for a couple seconds and he walked away with, um, 
uh, bumps and scratches. Mm-hmm. So, although I will say, I think he may have suffered long-term the worst because he ended up with really bad PTSD and ended up not being able to get into a car again and ended up moving to Europe where he never had to get into a car. Oh, wow. And he's still terrified of getting, not terrified, but he's scared of getting in cars. So you're, you wake up in the hospital or were you, did you wake up in the accident itself? I woke up in the hospital two weeks later. I was in a, in a coma, uh, I think induced and then not induced. I I don't really, I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, I woke up two weeks later and, um, and was very confused about how I got there. And yeah. Yeah, they, they, it turns out they don't tell you when you're in a car accident uh, what happened to you. Because, like, if you almost died and you're, yeah. like, really are injured, n- nobody tells you. They're yeah. just like, yep, you're here now. <laughs> you can't so, leave. You can't leave. You can't walk. You can't think. So you're so definitely you, leaving. So, obviously, when did business, your business, you know, your life, your business, like, did you start thinking about, oh, my goodness, what, what do yeah. I – so, well, here, let's, let's, uh, let's go back to the struggle real quick because it, yeah. it, it um, and then I'll dig, dig into that. So that car accident, um, really, the, the biggest thing that hurt me was actually the brain damage. I had a moderate amount of brain damage and that really caused some problems. Um, that caused problems in um, running the business. It caused problems in my everyday life. And more than anything, it caused problems in the relationship that I was in at the time. Uh, and so that relationship ended up falling apart as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, man, you put all that stuff together, like a company that's right on the edge, a terrible car accident, brain damage, a relationship falling apart, a long-term relationship falling apart. And you end up with being a mess, man, <laughs> like total mess. All the worst, all the things you don't want to happen all happening at once. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and paired with that, there were even, there were other other circumstances like my dad almost died during that time. And like, yeah. um, man, it was a terrible, terrible time in my life. It was yeah. really terrible. So going back to the accent though, the, the, the change, the, the, the thing that really made me think is I remember laying on that hospital bed, not knowing if I was ever going to get up from that hospital bed. Mm. And I was on so many painkillers and I was like two needles in each arm, yeah. um, you know, like all the monitors, everything. And I remember being so foggy. I couldn't think I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate. But then all, all of a sudden I had this like crystal clear moment when I realized how absolutely important all of those missed meetings with my mom or all those minced lunches where she called me and said, Hey, you want to go to lunch? And I said, no, I gotta, I gotta get this project done. Yeah. And how absolutely unimportant all of those late nights were that I worked where I pushed to get that next project done or I, you know, stayed up to get something done that in the long term didn't mean anything. It just meant that I didn't get time with my family. Yeah. And, um, and I think that that was one of the biggest impacts mm-hmm. and, and that kind of drove me in a lot of ways to where, uh, to the, to the direction I went in, which was to try to live 
a life where I could go and travel and spend time with my loved ones and do the things I wanted to do. And, and I'm really glad that we're talking about it right now because this year I've worked super hard again and I've fallen back into that trap. And I feel a lot like a hypocrite right now saying, you know, that this huge changing thing happened to me and then letting myself get back to where I am right now. Mm. Um, but, but it was, you know, despite where things are right at this moment, um, it was a life changing moment for me. It was, it was really, really, you know, you know how they say that when, when you lie on your deathbed, nobody ever lies on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time at the office. And I can tell you. A lot of what you're saying reminds the reports that of what people say. And it's very similar to what you're saying. Yeah. I, I can tell you from having been on a bed where I may have died, having some amount of ability to think about it, yeah. It's 100% true. Yeah. And all that shit you're doing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is the time with your family. Yeah. So what, what was it about that circumstance that gave you that crystal? Was it because you couldn't move? Was it because you, you were almost at death's, um, you know, death's, death's uh, door? Yeah. I think it was a lot of things. I, I think was it the time to just stop and think. Yeah. Yeah. It was that for sure. I, there was when when you can't move and you can't think, and you're you're literally um, strapped down to a bed because they're afraid you're going to try to get up again and walk away, which I may have done a couple times. <laughs> you know, I had a broken back and a broken pelvis. Yeah. Um, turns out you have a lot of time to think during those times. Yeah, Blaise Pascal has got a quote: um, "All of humanity's problems stem from man's ability, inability to sit quietly in a room alone." <laughs> when you're when you're used to go 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 all the time 100% of the time and then you stop and there's you have no choice but to stop yeah it can be really eye opening yeah I, I guess in a sense I almost think of that as like um, emotional or mental debt that we've got to pay yep and, um, and yeah that's interesting so tell us so that you were in the hospital for a few months and you had this struggle. Um, and then once you got out, I imagine that struggle continued, you know, how did, how did your new, what did your new normal look like? And, and, um, my new normal, it wasn't a new normal. It really, in a lot of ways, I had a mass debt, got business debt from the time I was gone. Yeah. Projects were falling apart. Team was, my, my business partner was doing a good job maintaining things, yeah. but still, this kind of business takes a lot of oversight mm -hmm. and it, it, he was busy doing the other things that he had to do full time for a job. So I ended up stepping back in and just trying to take care of it. Yeah. Um, and was it simply a game of catch up. Everything was yeah, at, at that point. It took me years for my brain to heal. It, it was not an overnight thing. Like I struggled. Um, I remember being in the, in the rehab center and they would give you these like logistics tests. It was like, what do you do first? Like put on your pants, check the mail, make your breakfast. And you're like, oh, I'm going to check the mail, then make the breakfast, then I'll put on my pants. And, uh, you know, the, when your brain can't do simple logistics, yeah. uh, it makes running a business super hard. So it took me years of just like relearning a lot of that stuff and regaining those capabilities to, yeah. to really pick things up. And I struggled just to like, manage the day-to-day -day for so yeah. long because of that 
So, you know, we think about like the business before that all this played out and the business after, did you shift it? Did you put in better systems to, to, to allow it to run without you? What were some changes you made that, that made it less reliant on you? Should you get hit by a bus? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great question. It's a really, yeah. really great question. Um, so at first what I did is I minimized it. I just took it back down to, to uh, myself and, and one of our longest standing project managers. And I gave myself a few years off. Yeah. Uh, a few projects, nothing big. Just kind of got by, like weren't really in a growth mode. Um, and then when we started growing it again, I started working really hard on, on SOPs, on training people a whole lot more than I ever did before, yeah. on um, expecting more out of people, mm-hmm. um, and putting pe- the right people, like getting the right people, first of all, finding people that, that were capable of doing these complex jobs, paying them a lot more, and then putting, really putting them in charge of those clients. Yeah. And, uh, and that enabled those clients to run without me. Mm-hmm. So I would do the sale. I would set up the system. I would bring in this person. I would put them in place. And we would still meet. We still talk regularly. Um, but they have their list of SOPs. They have their processes. They know what they're supposed to do. And they can run and they can do those projects by themselves. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to think, I don't want anyone to think that this is a perfect system. Yeah. Because um, it's not. Yeah. But, but it, it runs, for the projects we've got that are big, and ongoing, they run pretty smoothly. There's yeah. a there are projects where I never have to talk to those clients ever. Okay. And they make money every month. Yeah. So what's the, um, what's the end game for you in terms of how you set up your business? Is it something you do want to be involved with just at, at a CEO level and not in the inner workings? Or do you want to be involved in the inner workings? What's your... Uh, your I, I go back and forth on that. It's a great question. You have so many of these great questions. Um, at, uh, it depends on where I am personally and how, how worked or overworked I am. Yeah. Um, right now, like this moment, I'm aiming to get easier systems in place. Running an agency is really hard. Yeah. Everybody I know that runs an agency is like, yep, that's hard. Until you get to like a pretty big team, 30, 40 people, it stays really hard. There's a yeah. lot of stuff. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of things that are going on. And my dogs are going to bark because the EPS got <laughs> oh, there. Okay. Here. <laughs> yeah. Ziva. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, Ziva, stop it. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's not too bad on the, on the, on the microphone, so. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so I like being in the inner workings of the company. I really yeah. like being like day-to-day, like in it, knowing what's going on, seeing what's going on. Uh, because One thing, because if a client calls me and they're like, hey, what's going on with this thing? I like to have an answer for them. Yeah. Um, so that's one. But then the second thing is I'm trying to build these other businesses yeah. that are much easier to run. Yeah. So after having done a couple different SaaS companies now is so much easier because there's not a, like if somebody doesn't like it, yeah, they can cancel. They can just not pay me anymore. And that's completely fine. Yeah, but but diversified customer base versus a few. Exactly. Part. Yeah. Yeah. And if, um, so if, if somebody doesn't like it, then that's fine. And you know, 
good to go. But if somebody's paying you $100,000 to build a project and it doesn't go well, yeah. you've got some problems. There's you a real emotional burden that comes with that. Say it again? There's an emotional weight that comes with that. Exactly. And, and that's, I can tell you for sure, running these SaaS companies, it's, I'm a lot less emotionally attached because I don't talk to every one of these people. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person that really likes helping people. So the people I do talk to, I'm like, let me show you how to use everything in my system. And if they don't like it, then I am emotionally attached to it. Yeah. But the, we put in place more of a machine with those things where we're bringing in these users they look at it, they use it, they pay the money, they keep going, and we're working for this greater group yeah. of people. Whereas in the agency, it really is like a, it's, it's a very much a relationship business. It is 100% a relationship business. Yeah. And the bigger your company, the more relationships, the more things you gotta manage. And you have a high risk of things falling apart sometimes too, if you're doing complex projects. Yeah. So now you also mentioned earlier, you know, with, with the accident, you know, wanting to spend more time with family. And you mentioned working with your girlfriend. You also work with your mom as part of that by design uh, where you can work and spend time with people you care about. Yes, for sure. For sure. I, I knew, uh, so I'm, my mom came in and helped me during 2008 when the business was really starting to struggle from the, um, uh, from the recession. She's, she was an accountant and so she was helping me manage books and do some, you know, figure out how to, where the money's going to go and how we're going to manage things, et cetera. And then she just stayed on and kept working with us and yeah. became more and more integral part. So that was not as much by design. It was yeah. more because I needed help at the time. Yeah. But happy <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but with, with Kristen, um, after that long relationship ended, I knew that I wanted to be with somebody that I had a lot in common with that understood the entrepreneurship side of things yeah. that could work with me um, as well and also travel with me. Mm -hmm. And so it took me many years to find somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I could talk about that for the entire time that we have going, but what, uh, what was it that, that you finally found in terms of the values that you shared? Oh my gosh. A lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> Kindness, yeah. uh, uh, helping other people, like uh, you know, someone like myself that is that is directed towards helping other people, uh, that's not not self-centered. Um, someone that doesn't mind the entrepreneurial lifestyle, in that yeah. you know sometimes you have to work really hard and sometimes you have to you get to take a long a lot of time off, yeah, uh, or or when you are able to shift that for yourself. Yeah. Someone that could, um, I guess, kind of live with me, yeah. <laughs> you know, live with this. You know, this. Your weaknesses. <laughs> exactly. All my strengths and all my weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then of course, like there's all sorts of the, the other outside things like, yeah. you know, just enjoying being, uh, doing physical activities and traveling and walking and having deep conversations and yeah, that. So, yeah. <laughs> so to kind of, I guess, jump on that, you know, topic talking about, um, just helping others, teaching others, mentoring others. I know you're working on this book to help other SAS companies. Um, you've got some workshops that you've been doing. You know, what's what's your intent there to to help help the next generation of, of founders? So, running an agency, we we have I've met with so many people over the years that either wanted to build SaaS systems or were in the middle of building them 
and were, were struggling or had just wasted all their money. Yeah. Mostly had wasted all their money. Yeah. Because there's, <laughs> there's spending it on the wrong things. Is that again? You mean wasting it in terms of spending it on the wrong things or just. Yeah. Like not knowing how to run a business, not validating their idea, not knowing if what they're building is going to sell, yeah. not, uh, not testing things, not knowing how to run a development team, not knowing that they needed to be involved in the development yeah. or how they needed to be involved. Yeah. Um, the, there's a litany of things. Yeah. Um, and what, what I see, I've seen so many people waste so many millions of dollars. It's just like flushed down the toilet, like never coming back, completely unusable money. I remember and, that scene in The Dark Knight where the Joker is just burning the money there in the docks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, I might use that in one of my upcoming webinars. Yeah. That's like, what, what are you doing? And he says, it's not about the money. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, ah, uh, like, anyway, so people, yeah. I've seen so many people waste so much money and, and, like, just kill themselves to do these things. Yeah. You know, destroy their relationships, destroy their, their standard of living, just, like, take major hits trying to grow these kinds of businesses and all they needed was somebody to go, Hey, don't do it like that. Do it like this. Here's the, here's the yeah, step-by-step. Yeah. Step. And so my number one was just to help people stop throwing their money away. Yeah. Like that, that really, really is my number one thing I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. The number two was to drive some leads to the business. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just, you know, to say that, you know, to show our expertise in the system and yeah. in these kinds of systems and say like, if you, if you want somebody who's really good to do your project, give us a call. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was it. I mean, really the secondary item really was the secondary item though. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it's similar to, you know, why I wrote path of the freelancer. I, I just went through this experience and I was able to have success and I wanted to share that with others. Um, because I knew it would help them and any books I sold along the way was great, but it, that wasn't the point for that project. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and on top of all that, it's also going to give us some great SEO value. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, you know, we talked a little about, um, you know, struggle in life and for you, you know, that accident and everything that came around that. And, you know, life can feel and is unfair and challenging at times, but there's also contrasting moments of seasons of joy and prosperity. So as we all go through this journey we call life and knowing that these ups and downs are coming, you know, what, what words of wisdom insights would you share um, as we close, close this out here? Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Where's, hold on. I got to scroll. I, I had, uh, I had notes. <laughs> on that particular item. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, I think the most important thing is to remember, or one of the most important things, many things, but to remember that everyone's fighting a hard fight mm -hmm. and that their problems are important to them, even if you don't understand those problems. Yeah. I think it's really important to give grace to people. Yeah. And, and I, as I'm sure that I know you and I've talked about many times, I'm not a religious person, yeah. but, uh, and so when I say grace, I mean the concept of grace, not the, not the religious uh, yeah. aspect of grace. But I think that that is really, really an important aspect because at the end of the day, 
if you can look back on yourself and say, yeah, I did that the right way. Yeah, I treated that person the right way. Yeah, I can sleep at night because I'm a good person and I did these things uh, to show that. Yeah. For me, at least, I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, you have to do all the other things like make a living and, you know, get by and be a um, uh, reasonable piece of society and, and all of those things. But, but for me, I think that, that extending that grace to people is very important. Mm-hmm. And so how was, was when you went through your struggle, were there people that did that for you? My family. Mm-hmm. For sure. My family and my close friends. Uh, and, and also, I will say, when you go through a really, really hard struggle, you learn who your close friends are, mm-hmm. who your real friends are. You learn who's there for you and who's not there for you. Yeah. And is that, is that what helped you hold on through that time? I, I, yeah, it helped a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. You, sometimes you just got to keep going. Sometimes, you know, like, what are we going to do? Like, stop and just give up yeah. and die? Like, yeah. well, some, people, some people do, right? So, so I, I guess that's more personality trait. I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, at least I've never been able to do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that sometimes it's just pushing through. It's absolutely the, the, your family and your friends that help you. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's that. So what else? Any, any final words before we close yeah, out? You know, I had a, um, anything else you want to share? Yeah, you had, there was one other question you had asked in your stuff about tactics, yeah. um, which I, I think we didn't get to that question, but I had a note for you okay. um, about two things that I do to, um, two of the most important things I do um, that help me get by day to day and help me figure out the right thing and help me be deliberate in what I'm okay. doing. Yeah. I talked a little bit about one. The first one was, was traveling. Because when I'm not in this situation here, I can think better. But yeah. also, probably the, probably the number one thing I do is almost every single night, I go on a long walk with my girlfriend. We walk mm-hmm. the dog, actually. And when yeah. I say long, I mean like two or three miles. It's yeah. not like super long, but it's a long enough walk. But you walk it, so it's half an hour or so. Exactly. It's at least half an hour. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's definitely more than half an hour. Okay. And I get that opportunity. She, by the way, is an excellent, is an excellent business person. She knows what's going on. She understands the situation. She is a very strong critical thinker. Yeah. And I get the opportunity every single night to talk to her about all of the ideas that I have and what I'm thinking about, where I need to go, what I'm doing, how we need to change things, et cetera. And that's one of the top things that helps mm-hmm. me grow this business. Yeah. is having those conversations. And when I don't get to have those conversations, the backup to that, or in the times when, um, when we either we're not able to do that or, or before she and I met, yeah. I'm a part of multiple different mastermind groups where yeah. I meet once a week or sometimes more with other peers in the industry. And we talk about what's going on in our businesses. We hold each other accountable. We talk through the problems we're having. And those things are the top, things that I do. And I think it's so easy for business people, especially small business entrepreneurs to get so wrapped up in what they're doing 
to not do that and not think and just constantly react or act or react all but not be proactive about what they're doing yeah and so i would urge anybody watching this or listening to this to be deliberate and take those steps that enable you to be deliberate yeah even when it when it feels like uh it's the lowest priority item yeah it's yeah. never the lowest priority item yeah. it may look like it but it's yeah. Always so yeah. it's your mid to high priority all the time. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you for sharing. So, so how can people connect with you? Um, where should they go online to, to see you, to, to, to learn about your business, to connect on social media? <laughs> so uh, you can get me at uh, medrevup.com. That's M-E-D-R-E-V-U-P.com. That's our latest SaaS I've mentioned before. Got JH Media Group, which is just jhmediagroup.com. You can always get me through any of the through the contact form there, uh, or Brainleaf, which is b r a i n l e a f dot com as well. Um, and that um, you can get me through that form. Yeah. Are you on uh, social media? Are you active there? I am. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I just hit like twenty thousand followers on Twitter. Awesome. Um, let's say I'm on Twitter. Although, really, don't send me a message on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I never, I get so many messages. I don't, I can't respond to everything, but you yeah. send me a message through Facebook uh, or LinkedIn and that okay. works as well. All right. Great. Sounds good. Well, um, and you can check out my blog at jasonscottmontoya.com to see what's new and, and uh, hear other people's stories. So thank you very much, Jason. And anything else you want to say before we leave? Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to everyone. I appreciate you. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. For additional stories and systems to live better and work smarter, visit jasonscottmontoya.com. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you on the next episode of Grow Your Life.